CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, episode five. Today, we're talking about progress with our nutrition. So last week, we talked about progress in the gym, what that looks like and you know what it looks like at the beginning, at the end, not the end, but somewhere in the middle when you get stagnant and different ways that we can go about changing that and, and starting to reinitiate that progress happening. So today, we thought we would tackle nutrition in the same sense. I feel like this is also a topic, too, that a lot of people have asked us about since we started podcasting. Yeah, nutrition. Can you talk about nutrition? Yeah. Yeah, we can. It's a very broad topic, but progress with nutrition for sure. So you're brand new. You're all excited about this CrossFit program you're about to step into. You have no idea what's about to happen. And coach says to you, all right, here's some small changes I want you to make. What does that look like for somebody walking in the door, jumps into the gym for the first time? What does it look like? What are, what are some broad recommendations you would you would tell somebody coming in the door? Um, get rid of the junk in your diet and opt for whole foods. <laughs> Obvious right off the start, right? Which you would think would be easy, but for some people, like that is just a habit that they have formed and it is hard to make that shift. Totally. Right. So, and I think that when new people come into the gym and they're surrounded by others that are living, you know, this lifestyle that they aspire to, to sort of be a part of, Mm -hmm. I think it maybe is a little bit easier to make those changes or at least to try and attempt, Mm -hmm. I think is a good way to say it. Yeah. Well, and I think to, um, CrossFit and nutrition go hand in hand. Like it's kind of like this full package thing. It's not like it's just about working out, but it's like living that life that encompasses both the physical, mental, and that nutrition aspect. Totally. Well, even if you look at their pyramid, nutrition is the basis of that pyramid. Yeah, absolutely. It's the biggest part of the equation. Yeah. Without it, you just, you're just working out and you're not really, you only got a small piece of the equation. Yeah. It's it's a easy formula. Whole foods is where I'd start first. Junk food and whole foods. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think that's probably like the instinct when people come up to me and they're like, I just, I need to make some change, which I do. Yeah. Well, are you doing these two things? And if the answer is no, start there. Right. And then that can look like many different things. And I think one thing we use a lot is like a food journal. Like what does your intake look like during the day? Like what are you eating? And then how can we make some adjustments so that you can include more whole foods? And a lot of the times when these beginners start writing things down, it's really apparent just, you know, how much change they need to make. Yep. I know when I first did, I was like, whoa. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just 20 something and lived off chips. And and I think when I started, I was a little different because I felt like I ate, well, I shouldn't say fairly well, but I felt like I ate a lot of whole foods, but I noticed I lacked in areas like not enough protein and stuff like that. And we can dive into macros a little bit more, but um, I find most people 
well, I don't know, maybe you've been doing this longer, but a lot of people jump in into the nutrition when we do like nutrition challenges, like that is a more comfortable starting point for them as well. Totally. Our eat less crap challenge has been running pretty much since day one. It, it went by a different name the very, very first time we ran it, which I'm not even going to say the name because I'm embarrassed to what we call it. Now that I look back, I'm like, that is a dumb name. But I won't ask. (laughs) I really want to ask, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But now that this, we're on like round 11 or 12 in 10 years, if not more than that, maybe I've lost track. It's for sure over 10. In 10 years, we've been running this challenge. And every time that we run it, it, we tweak it just a little bit, you know, based on the experience of the past people that we've done it. But it's a great way for people that are just stepping into this lifestyle to make some very simple changes with some accountability intact. And we've seen a lot of people come through this at the end of the, you know, we've done four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, we've done three months, that type of thing. But we've seen a lot of success at the end of it, just because they now have some very basic principles and some very basic guidelines to follow instead of just going into something so blindly as eliminate the junk food or, you know, this and that. Well, and you can kind of look at it as like foundations. Yeah. Like if you compare it to coming into CrossFit, like you don't just like you can just come in, but you don't just come in and throw weight on the bar and start lifting. Like you learn those basics and start kind of adding in the layers. So what does the eat less crap challenge look like in terms of what do you do in it and what do you learn and what's the takeaways? It's evolved a lot, um, mm-hmm. but it always had the same principles as, as the foundation. So we incorporate some recommendations on quality of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be, this is the way it was, but then we've evolved it to now you get a choice of your commitment level. And I think mm-hmm. that has helped us be a little bit more successful with our clients. For sure. Um, well, cause some people have like huge changes to make and to ask them to make so many changes all at once is daunting and the success rate probably wouldn't be there. But some people come in with some knowledge and making those bigger, harder changes are easier for them. I don't want to say easier, but easier for them. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple recommendations on quality of food. And then within that, there are other principles to nutrition that people would not consider because they're not food related. And you know what, they are such big pieces of the equation um, in the grand scheme of things that gets overlooked a lot. Um, And so by working on these little foundational things, I think just kind of completes the package. So it's things like a activity, obviously Mm -hmm. Um, water intake, you know, in involving some fish oil, some omega threes, uh, sleep and just some downtime in form of mobility or some sort of like low intensity active stretching, like just calm yourself and sit down for 10 minutes and work through your body kind of thing. So, um, I think that's all of them, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the hardest one, what's the, what's out of the couple of years that you've been doing this. So you've joined me to work on this. Yeah. Which one out of all of those do you think people struggle with the most? The sleep one's hard. Like if you've got a crazy life and things are going on and you're stressed, which most people are, right? The sleep one is where people say, I'm not sleeping my seven hours straight through the night. And it's a tough one, right? Like there are many strategies 
to work through with our clients to help them achieve that. But I would say that when we start looking through our logs each week, that's probably the one that is most common that lacks the check marks, I would say. I would also say, though, that we see some progress as we go on and get deeper into like closer to that eight weeks where we have spent the time dialing in on those food choices and adding an exercise. Yeah, because all these other things play into that one as well. So they all just kind of go along with each other. So when you start making improvements in one area, all of a sudden this area gets a little bit better. Yeah, Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay, so talking about progress with nutrition. So I'm new and I've joined up for this challenge and I'm making all these changes. What kind of progress can I expect to see? You know what, at the beginning, for people that have never made a big lifestyle overhaul is Mm -hmm. what I like to call it. That's Mm -hmm. the word I like to use. Yeah. They probably see a lot of change right off the start and depending on who you are and what your experience is in this type of world. But like, you know, generally they're going to see inches lost, weight loss, you know, they're all of a sudden they're doing things they didn't think they could do, like maybe running a 5k, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But definitely they're going to see a lot of change right off the start. And so, but there also has to be some consistency and like compliance with this, right? Like it has to be a continuous effort of making these better choices and, and fitting in time for fitness and working on your sleep. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing too, though, for somebody that's walking in that hasn't made that overhaul to their lifestyle, Mm -hmm. just focusing on this stuff by even 20, 30 Mm percent, they're already going to see some change, you know, as opposed to the zero percent they were previously putting in. Right. You know, and I think that part is what starts to become addicting. Yes. That look at these small, small changes I can mm-hmm. make. Like maybe it's somebody who's addicted to pop, for example, yes. and all of a sudden they cut just the pop out of their diet. Like they're going to see some change just based off of that. Right. You yeah. know, granted, these are very broad statements, yes. but you know, you get our point, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so then would you say that that consistency factor is going to be more applicable to those who have been doing this a little bit longer and are looking for very specific to achieve some very specific goals. I would say so. Um, especially if you've, you know, you've honed in on your nutrition a few times and you've gone through a few different things in order to, to hit that Avenue, you know, you can't just for lack of better words, you can't just half-ass it. You know, there we, someone was saying we don't swear. (laughs) There you go. There's one. Turn it into a drinking game (laughs) of water. Drink water, guys. Good for you, nutrition. But you can't just half-ass it, right? Especially the more experienced you become, the more compliant you need to be and the more consistent you need to be in order for all the pieces to work together. If you half-ass it, you're going to have equally (laughs) equal results. (laughs) Well, yeah, the effort you put in is what you're going to get back from it. Okay, so I've put in this effort, I've seen some change, but I still want to see more change, but I'm not. How, or like, I feel like it's, I'm starting to get to this point where things are getting stagnant. What do I do? Great opportunity to have a conversation with the coach because now you need an individualized approach. Okay. You know, these these broad principles apply to mostly everybody, I would say, but Mm -hmm. now we can really hone in on it Mm -hmm. and find what's going to work for you, not only physiologically, metabolically, but like mentally too, Mm -hmm. you know, 
everybody presents a little bit different and, you know, we can find a way to make that work. That's going to help you now become successful. So that would be my first immediate thing. Right. Um, so, and I, I remember you saying this to me a few times cause I would get frustrated or just not even fall off the wagon, but just feel kind of stuck. And you would always tell me like, there's more than one way to tackle your nutrition. Like, yes, we usually start out with macros, but we can veer off and approach it in several different ways. What are some other options that we can look at for people when they are looking for this individualized nutrition approach? You know what? I find that at the very base layer of when I assess the clients I'm working with and what they need, you know, when you take into account metabolically, hormonally, all the little details of it all, what it really comes down to is how I'm going to present this information to you that is going to help you be the most successful. And Mm -hmm. that's the piece that differs. Mm -hmm. Like there's the very detailed orientated people like yourself that Mm -hmm. are good weighing and measuring. And that number needs to be exact for me to feel successful, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to work real hard to get those exact numbers. Like those people are probably, I find the easiest to work to Mm -hmm. work with. I mean, right. You know, then there's the people that are going to struggle a little bit with the weighing and measuring and that's okay. So we're going to just focus on, Hey, you need a handful of this, a half a handful of this, yada, yada, and prevent it or present it more visually so that they can achieve what we're after. Sometimes we might present it in a roundabout way where we talk about habits. And Mm -hmm. this is something that we've now included in our eat less crap challenge. Um, But has been something that we work with our individual clients as well you know, that I want you to achieve something, but I'm going to, I'm going to present it to you by doing something else. Right. If that makes sense. Like we're going to focus on eliminating the distractions while we're eating, because I'm trying to get you to be more mindful about you sitting there and chewing your food so that, you know, you chew enough before you swallow so that things are digested properly and we get all the hormone secretion we're chasing through that digestion, mm-hmm. et cetera. But you don't know that part. All you know is I'm asking you to sit there and eat slowly and without distractions. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we go about habits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people it's, they need the very basic structure of accountability. So, you know, they're going to cook up a meal and they're going to take a picture of it and they're going to send me that picture. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it, again, so many different approaches to the needs of people, but but not even necessarily in a nutrition way, but just sort of in a mindset and even the way, like their way of life, right? Because that some people don't have time to weigh and measure, but doesn't mean they can't be focusing on nutrition. Well, yeah, ultimately at the end of it, we're trying to present them with a model that they can then carry forward after we're done working together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so that when things are stagnant and I need to look back on when I was most successful, I can look at what I was doing that helped me be successful. And like, I have to do that a lot, right? Weighing and measuring and recording my macros works for me. I love that structure and that accountability and, you know, making sure that I like when you hit zeros as <laughs> macros left, it's like winning the lottery, like, and chasing that satisfaction for me works. So when I'm struggling, I got to look back on, okay, 
what was I eating during that time? Because I was being really successful then. So I'm just going to go back and copy that stuff and start to implement it now. And I know that that will help me get back on track. Mm -hmm. So ultimately we're just trying to find something that works for you when this is over, because the idea is to create a long lasting plan for yourself. And for some people that's weighing and measuring. Some people need more freedom. Right. Cool. Um, I think we could have touched to at the beginning, what does progress look like when it comes to nutrition, like in terms of tracking pro progress? Cause this comes up a ton of times when we get emails saying the number on the scale isn't changing. Like this isn't working. Like what am I doing wrong? That sort of thing. And you and I talk a lot about that number on the scale. Isn't the be all end all. It's probably the bottom of the totem pole yeah, of importance. For sure. Like, so, and I know that when clients come to us and we get them to state their goals and they're like, well, I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever. Yeah. You're working for an objective number like that you see in your mind, but it is impossible to use that number solely as the defining factor of whether you're doing, whether what you're doing is successful or not. Mm -hmm. So what would be some other factors in terms of success and seeing progress when it comes to nutrition? Pictures first and foremost, before mm -hmm. and afters. And that's why we do that on a bi-weekly um, measure with our clients is that every second week they, they need to send us before and afters. And that's so that we have that ongoing record keeping of what things are looking like, because you might look in the mirror and see yourself and think that things aren't changing, but you yeah. see yourself every day, right? So you're not going to notice the little things or you're maybe not looking in the right areas. Well, and we're also our toughest critic, right? Exactly, too. So then as soon as we get the side-by-side -side sent our way and the client is like, wow, this isn't working, bang, pull up those before and afters, look it, yep. there's the change. Mm -hmm. And I'll, like, I have to point out directly where I'm looking because yeah. nine times out of 10, you and I aren't looking at the same, same place. Yeah, you know, sure. you're looking where you want to be losing, but your body doesn't work like that. No, definitely not. And secondly, I would throw the measurements up there yep. because that tells us that, you know, we are losing actual body fat mm -hmm. or gaining muscle, whatever it is that you're chasing, whatever yep. your goals are mm -hmm. versus the scale or the, the weight on the scale, because that's not going to tell that the accurate picture, but inches lost will tell us that things are moving. Right. And then from there, it's like, let's go into lifestyle factors. Like, are you sleeping better? Do you feel better? Do you work out better? What is your energy like during the day? How do your clothes fit? Like yeah. those very basic questions like that, that are so easy to overlook because you are so focused on what that number is on that darn scale. Well, and then when you take that into context, which is more important, the number on the scale or how you look and how you feel and how you're performing and how you're sleeping, like and in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, And it's hard for them to see that too. And yeah. the other part too, is they don't understand all the all the things that actually go into what that number is on the scale. Like that number on the scale is literally your weight in relation to gravity. So that takes into on that specific <laughs> day and at that specific time. And so that <laughs> takes into account, like when was the last time you had a bowel movement? Yeah. How much food did you take? Like if you were eating a ton of volume, that's going to play. Like it doesn't matter what the food was that you were eating. Yeah. If you're eating a ton of volume, you now weigh more because you have more volume within you. Yeah. You know, was the food that you were eating salty? Cause now you're going to retain more water. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you have gained weight, body fat. Like we yes. need to differentiate between the two. Yeah. So when my clients get caught up on what that scale says, it's like, no, like it is the bottom of the totem pole and here is why.
And once we can direct their focus onto, hey, what about these other things? All of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you know what? I do feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I did put on a pair of jeans I haven't worn for three weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think those, those things um, make them want to continue and keep working towards that once they realize all those changes that have actually taken place, even though the scale may not be moving as quickly exactly. as they want it But to, we're right? such a society based on instant gratification. For so sure. you wake up in the morning, you had such a successful day yesterday with your nutrition. Now, when you step on that scale in the morning, mm-hmm. you expect it to be down five pounds yep. and it's up five pounds instead. And you're like, yep. oh, this isn't working. But yep. no, in reality, it is. Yeah, for sure. Just give it some time, patience. Yep. So now, now it kind of just becomes like, all right, I've been at the gym, you know, three, four years. I've gone through a nutrition program a couple times. I've done a couple rounds of eat less crap. And you know, I, I just, I don't feel good right now. What do I need to do in order to get back to where I was? And I feel like a, a lot of people are in that place right now, or at least I've had a few clients reach out and be like, Hey, I've done this before. I'm feeling like I need something. What can I be doing? Especially because they're not in here at the gym quite as much and all of that stuff. So what's your answer then? What's your answer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I already kind of touched on it first. Is like me personally, when I feel like I need to reignite the light, I, I look back on when I was most successful and what I was doing then. And that's not just like what I was doing with my nutrition. I got to look at all the other lifestyle factors as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the most times that I was successful was when I was focusing solely on me. And right. then, yes. you know, family comes along, your job kind of changes and those things all change what you need to be doing also. And so I look back, I take those principles and then I'll implement that now. Mm-hmm. My clients like come and have a conversation with me. Like, let's talk it through. Let's find what that was when you were most successful together, you know? And the other thing too, is like, maybe what you were doing back then, it worked when it did. But now that you've been through this a couple times, like those basic starting levels don't apply to you anymore, you know, because when you first started it and let's say you lost 20 pounds, well, now your body has changed, your metabolism has changed, your hormones have changed. Like we need to basically start over and you're going to see that you're going to be at different levels now when we start to look at what we're going to do again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes like when we take macro counting, for example, they'll just look back and be like, okay, well, this is what my numbers were back then. So I'm just going to use these numbers, but like, they're not applicable anymore if we're at different, a different stage in our life or, you know, we weigh differently or, or things have dramatically changed, etc. Yeah. Like even if, even if you weigh the same, but your life is more stressful now, things are going to look differently. Yeah. And I think that's what some, we get caught up in that sometimes like, okay, well, you know, I, maybe I don't want to commit to working with a coach, but this is what we did last time. So I'm just going to go and grab that again and just take myself through it. But mm-hmm. you know what? It needs to be changed. Like there's no, no, like a conversation with the coach isn't going to hurt. Yeah. You no, know? for sure. Absolutely. So I'd be like my first thing. Yeah. Well, and I, because I've done eat less crap as like a participant so often, I like to go back to those habits. Like what am I not doing that I was doing back then that I was being successful at and then start bringing those back in. Like we did one where you had to have vegetables at every meal and I used to have vegetables for breakfast every day. Well, I'm not anymore. So like, let's start layering that back in because that made me feel better and 
I enjoyed that part. So just kind of layering that stuff back in, I find too is helpful. So it's kind of the principles of progress in nutrition are very similar to the progress in the gym that we talked about before mm-hmm. is A, seek help. Yep. B, go back to the very basic principles, mm-hmm. you know, like eliminate the junk, eliminate yep. the sugar, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then be consistent with those principles. Yeah. And all of a sudden we may be able to stimulate some change just because we've gone back and focused on these very basic things. Yeah. You know, have that conversation with your coach. You may think that you, this is something you'll be able to Google or, you know, you may be able to look back and, and do the same thing you were doing before, but it's, it's not you know, have that conversation, have some guidance, have some accountability. I was just going to say a lot of it too, for people comes down to accountability. Yeah. Whether you've done it multiple times before, or you're just starting out, like even you and I have been like, Hey, I need somebody to keep me accountable. Will you do that? And we jump on board together, but it definitely makes it easier to follow through and stick with a plan when you have somebody to be accountable with. Totally. Coaches are good for that. Even coaches need coaches. Coaches do need coaches <laughs> more often than not. <laughs> so what is one thing this week you're going to make a change with? Deep question time. Okay. Well, this past week I've been trying to up my fruits and vegetables. Um, Were you I, successful with that? Uh, 50%. Okay. So the answer is yes, because yes, okay, you're 50% yeah. better than you were before. And I've been more mindful and aware of that's where my priority is lying. So my choices will be, oh, I don't have enough vegetables in my day yet. I should eat some more. So the awareness has been there. So I want to continue with that this coming week. And then sorry to our eat less crap participants, but I have not been cutting out my sugar. So I'm going to do that this week. That is on my priority list. That's my priority list too. Okay. I hey, went and buddy. I went and prepped for my entire week, yeah. 15 meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, planned all my days. And now I have some structure. Hey, it's like you uh, got the less crap email for this week's <laughs> habit of planning ahead, it's just, which also um, is one of those keys to being successful with nutrition is planning ahead. I think we got to come back another day and dive into that because- like planning That's ahead huge. is yeah, it's a big topic in and of itself. And you're really good. And I was actually, <laughs> I was actually thinking about like, man, I'm good at multitasking while I was doing this, but that's for another day. Let's talk yeah. about that another day. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So you are ditching the sugar. Are you doing and I planned everything out. Okay. And you that for me that? is, is very, that's a lot of success for me. My lifestyle has changed dramatically in these last four weeks, not maybe in the way that others would think it might've, but I am spending more time at the gym than I ever had before. Like I worked a lot from home, but it was different kind of work. Mm-hmm. You know, I am, I'm here all the time. And you have a screen in front of you. Exactly. I'm way time. more sedentary. Like everybody yeah. else is out walking their dogs. And I feel like me and Tucker are getting less active yeah. over this. And it's just because I've put so much time into my business lately, but sure. um, you know, so I've, probably taking the worst care of myself. And I'm going to put this out there because, you know, I can be transparent and honest too. I'm not perfect with this, but I've probably taken the worst care of myself in the last four weeks than I ever have since I started this lifestyle 11 years ago. And I'm just going to be upfront with that. So well, because your priorities have shifted, absolutely. right? Absolutely. 100%. And, and now I just really needed to sit down and take an honest roll call of everything that I was doing now and what I could do to be successful about that. And when I did that, I was like, you know what? 
I need to plan my food out and prep it all. So it is there. And I don't need to, because some days I'm not eating. Some days I'm grazing. There's been a few days where we've been working together and I'm like, okay, we need to stop because I need some food and you could probably just keep going forever. But it's like, no, we yeah. will function better if we eat food. So that just goes back to that whole, let's revisit the things where you felt the most successful and let's try and implement the same type of principles. Yeah. So there we go. We live and talk it, I guess. We try to. Yeah. Try to. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey. Progress we'll in the have gym. To, we'll have to check in next time and see how we, successful we were with the our weekly goals. <laughs> see if we were 1% better. I think we will be. 1% better. That's the goal every week. There we go. All right. Send us your feedback. If you there are things that you struggle with, with your nutrition, we'd love to hear it. Um, secondly, if you are struggling right now and you know that you are, this is a perfect time to take advantage of the time you have at home. So, you know, seek us out. We're happy to work with you on your nutrition. Um, but most of all, just if you have questions or you have feedback about the things that we talked about or some stuff that you're struggling with, just send it to us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, that just helps us, you know, be able to answer your questions, hopefully on our podcast in the future. Uh, but mostly we just love hearing from you guys. We miss you. All right. <laughs> 